Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buttercup! Hey, behave! Here we go. Uh, podcast coming at you. Recording on a uh, Sunday early afternoon. Also streaming this one live on uh, YouTube, which we started doing recently, John. And it seems like it's going well, so we're going to keep it going. Why not? Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. It's done. It's it's being done currently. Uh, and we'll get to some uh, YouTube. Uh, the beauty of this is you get the YouTube comments, so you can react to the... Um, if you're just listening to this podcast per normal, just know that we're always on the Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube page. And um, you can uh, also interact there. That's also where the uh, ham mailbag gets recorded live. If you want to get in on the mailbag, iTunes, subscribe there in your uh, in your review. Leave a question. Uh, we did get a four-star review the other day from somebody who said they love the pod and then DM me and said, they said, I was eating lunch at work when I put it in. I accidentally hit four stars. I couldn't undo it, but love the podcast. I met five stars. So... <laughs> You know, we hold nothing against you, so we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the other thing is we've got the live stream coming up for the draft. I get how, how are we terming this? When the Jags are on the clock, we're on the clock. When the Jags are on the clock, we're on YouTube. What time do you think the draft starts? 5 or 5.30? We'll just go live whenever the like the first team goes on the clock. Right. To me, so, that probably makes the most sense, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So when the Jags are on the clock, whatever that might – I bet they hit TV at 5, but then they're on the clock at like 5.10 or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just go whenever, whenever the draft goes live, we'll go live. The like question the, the still is – Not the lead up. Are we leaning towards like when, uh, you know, Benjamin Albright tweets the pick uh, – tweets the pick? Yeah. Or Middlecoff tweets the pick. That's when we say the pick, right? We just real world. When the teams know, that's when we know on YouTube. As much as I love the drama of TV, we're not going to wait for TV because then we're behind. No, that guy. We're not antiquated here. I mean, I you're more, I'm out of Twitter, so I'm I won't be looking at Twitter now. We'll look at the comments. So I, you know, if the comments tell us, we'll just go off what the comments say. I will you're not off Twitter, have Twitter on your up. phone. Yeah, but I don't. I I don't go to it. I, I I'm. It doesn't do much for me anymore. <laughs> you know, the more and more you detox off it, you realize how great life is without it. Like I don't even, I don't go there to hang out anymore. It used to be a hangout spot. Yeah, and I'll admit it. it this is the hangout spot, spot now. Yeah, one hundred. I don't need it. So if the if the fans want to pump, we'll listen to what everyone's saying. But I, I won't be living and dying with uh, with Twitter. Yeah, but uh, the plan. But so you're saying that if. If all the commenters agreed not to break, no one checks their phone for when the story breaks, we would go yeah, off TV. The, the, to, I had never, the, the, the old school media really, I felt freaked out about that type of stuff. Like the market is the market, the, the supply demand. If you give me the term and if it, well, ends I'll tell you this, area, you don't have to talk about old school media. I'll tell you this. I like the TV show of finding out like in the moment. Like, I think that's fun, but I yeah. also, like I can't, I don't, I can't live like that because then you're just in the dark for ten minutes. Yeah, there's no in the dark. I just won't be actively necessarily searching it, but I know that you might or well, the that's people what I'm might. saying is we have to make a decision. Either we're looking for it, 
we want it to know when we know, or we're trying to hold off until TV tells us. That's what well, it's to me. To me, you can't be in the modern day operation and avoid it. Exactly. Like, I'm so cool, that means that's cool that's the point. It. It's like we've got to be just all in. If you want to have your Twitter account up, I think you should. Twitter or somebody telling us, or like someone will text us, and you know, I'm not turning my phone over. So when we know, we know. Well, I I also have access to the people in draft rooms. That have the, the way when Woj or Schefter tweets out the breaking news is because when I turn in my card, the draft room is ahead of the broadcast. So people sit in this room and see the name so I can get the name real time. So if we have to break it, we'll break it. Assuming my guy will text me back. Yeah. So that, that's what we'll do. That's the plan. Yeah. Um. By the way, should we tell people before we dive into a few things today? You should go on a Twitter detox guy. It, it is. It's. But you it doesn't mean, make like I, I've been. I've been. You. You went like. I feel like it doesn't hard. make you as angry. No. You. Well, here's what happened. Right. You were like a Twitter alcoholic, and now you've gone or like a Twitter smoker. You were like 30 packs a day. No, 100. percent And now you've gone cold turkey. Whereas I would say probably 2016, I just got down to a pack a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I'm more but in the it, middle. But I'm not it. talking my own tweets. I'm talking the consumption. No, it. It, totally. Yeah, is that I'm what just, you mean, too? Yeah, I just. Well, no, I guess you're right. Like, I probably consumed it a lot. I just. I think I did dial it back a little bit. You felt you dial dialed it back the last three or four years of just looking at it? Definitely 2016, like late 2016. I started just just not just dialing it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I doubled down because it late 2016 Trump and. The, you know, I, you just end up following on Twitter, basically a large percentage of sports media people. That's why I got on Twitter for my news in this industry. And it's just it's not a fun place. It's a miserable. And then it's what it's become. You, you, I, I am jealous. I really am because I, I, I can't I can't dip my toes in. And it, it just messes with my mood. And I got several text messages from just people all over the all over the country. So they did the same thing because I had mentioned on three and out. I was like, you know, I, I got off Twitter. Uh, it's sad to say, but I, I feel like I'm a happier person now. <laughs> and about I sort of got like seven people either DM'd or texted me like, hey, man, do the same thing. It's mm. fucking awesome. Was uh, was uh, what's her name? One of them? The uh, who's the model who's like married Christy to John Legend? Chris, I think Chris she got Teagan. back on. Oh, she's back yeah. on. OK, yeah. uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new sponsor. We'll tell you more about it later wineaccess.com slash ham this week this week once the weekday then the link will be live and uh, you can get 20 percent off um very 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 we, we talked to the company last week high quality stuff something for everybody uh we should pop a bottle on draft night john when the uh when the niners select mac jones and uh you know enjoy ourselves wineaccess.com slash ham kicking off big big new sponsors can't wait wineaccess.com slash it 20 percent off 20% off. Yep. That's what it'll be. And it's just, uh, they have satisfaction guaranteed. I mean, I've already had a couple of bottles. Satisfaction's been guaranteed. So I haven't had to hit them with a refund. And you won't have to either. Because uh, if all the sommeliers don't like it, if it's not unanimous, unlike the Niners draft room, it has to be unanimous for them to make a pick on wine. You know, this exactly. is not Shanahan operation. No, here. No, no, it's not. This is not Belichick. It's not Belichick. doesn't care what you say. This is not, yeah, just name it. Uh, group project this is a group that's right so we're, we're all in on it and uh yeah we, we can't wait so we'll tell you more about it later in the podcast um by the way we also want to uh i think we should be a part of the media john we we got to clear um aaron donald's name you know 
Uh, I don't know about you. No one's ever falsely accused me of kicking their ass. I wish somebody would falsely accuse me of Haberman gave me these 16 stitches, broke my arm, made it so I can't see out of my right eye. So I do think, you know, as people, we talked about the fact that like Bruce Campbell, apparently everyone's getting falsely accused of being in fights. I'd rather be Aaron Donald than Bruce Campbell. They'll tell you that being falsely accused of getting your ass kicked. I could argue if you falsely accuse someone of something and then just try to take it back. Hey, man, the lawyer came out. Our bad. We maybe you deserve to get your ass kicked too. like th- th- there needs to be a new kind of uh, a line where listen you can accuse anyone of anyone anything in this modern day times in 2021 there comes to a line on certain things you make an accusation that there needs to be some sort of recourse you know I- i'm sure aaron donald doesn't want to deal with this shit but i i've always thought guy that gets his ass kicked and then sues unless you just completely out of nowhere get mugged from behind like obviously there's if you are in a fight with someone you two are arguing and then you get into a fight and you get a black eye you get a broken nose something happens but it was just you instigated he instigated you got in a fight it's called you just lost the fight like you 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 shouldn't be uh you shouldn't have access to their money whether yeah, they're rich or not it's you know they say historically uh uh, that that the winners write history, except in fights, the loser is the one that gets to say what happened. It's like, nah, man, you were poking my shoulder, you were bugging me. I kicked your ass, and now in the streets, in the ring, you know, winning is good. That's right. Because right? right. <laughs> Jake Although, Paul has a mean right hand. Losing can be good too. Well, how much did the guy that lost make this weekend? I think a lot. I, guy, I was thinking about ordering the fight, and then I saw the picture of the guy he was fighting at weigh-ins. I'm like, bro, this guy didn't even fucking train. He's a former UFC guy. He got KO'd. Who is he? He was a former I, UFC guy, but he... You no, know, he fought in UFC. Yeah, but I don't know if he's a big... I, you're asking anti-UFC. You got know, a lot of money. guys come at, at me. But, yeah, just... I, he, he... It didn't look like... It looked like he was on a diet you or me would be on. Like, he wasn't taking... Like, I think Jake Paul takes it really seriously. But he needs to fight another boxer. Like, we need to stop fighting fucking the smallest NBA player ever. We need to stop fighting an MMA fighter that's not training. Can we just fight another boxer who's trying, and then it would gain real interest for me? Yeah. Like, just fight a real boxer. If he can win that type of fight. Well, did you see? Did you did you see the highlight of his knockout? No, the only thing I saw was the one guy with like a blonde woman with his, her hand on his chest, and people were making fun of like how good his life. I didn't even quite understand because I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, what this happened? guy? He I got mean, his ass kicked. Knocked. Well, out. he just he just knocked him out. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The pause. I mean, I was hear, it legit. Yeah, fuck this. Jake Paul knock you out against these. He needs to fight a boxer, though. We just need to see him fight a boxer. I didn't watch. I just saw the highlights. All right. I will. Uh, I'll seek out the highlight here before you uh, get moving. I think you need to give the Paul like the Pauls. They're needle movers. I I bought in after the last fight. I was like, this This yeah. is obviously there's something here. Yeah. Bieber saying obviously Snoop called it. Was Snoop I, on I like the last the one, too? Yeah, he was on yeah, the last yeah. one. Yeah. So Snoop's Snoop's got a Snoop's in. And now, now, in fairness, Paul was, I think on my book, he was like minus 160. I mean, he was the favorite. It's not like Just he like was the like the first time about it. Nate against Nate, right? Yeah. I, and I think unlike the last time, he was the intro fight for Mike Tyson. Who'd Mike Tyson fight? Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> he was, they, they were like one of the, uh, you know, the lead up fights. Yeah. This time, I think they were the, uh, you know, the main event. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so we'll he's moved again. up to the main event. Yeah, as now, he should. To I me, mean, that was if the I one told that... you Jake Paul was fighting Mike Tyson, I don't think Jake Paul's that big. Like, he's a heavyweight. But if you just gave me something like that, I think it would do enormous numbers. 
I would do Jake Paul, Mike Tyson. I'd watch. Absolutely. I mean, you think about Jake Paul fighting a guy. I don't even know who the guy you're talking about is. It's yeah. it's a big deal. Because he has that MMA community behind him. Right. right? To like me, you get Mike Tyson. You and the MMA community. Yeah. Middle cough. That is barbaric. Someone forwarded me something else the other day in MMA. I'm just a guy getting. You're like, is that guy going to live? I get tagged on some of these, too. It's, I enjoy it. All right. Uh, let's dive into a few things. John, um, here's, I mean, we can start with this because it's how Monday starts. Trade Lance's Pro Day is on Monday. So, awesome. Jeremy Fowler went on SportsCenter, uh, I guess, Sunday and said that the Niners are uh, open-minded on Trey Lance, that Trey Lance can sway the Niners' decision with a big performance. Um, We'll get to what Michael Lombardi said about Justin Fields coming up later, but this is uh, everyone showing up to this thing, so we got to treat it like everyone's showing up to this thing for a reason, right? Well, it's just, it's a little like Justin Fields. It's part due, right? It's mm-hmm. their second pro day, which is a little weird until you pull back the curtain and realize, well, the guy with the third pick wasn't there. And Kyle said it the moment they made the trade. He said a big reason I haven't gone to pro days historically is because it tipped people off. And when I worked in the NFL, one job you had, I was thinking about this actually earlier today when we were trying to figure out like where the Niners represented his first pro day. They were. And it's not abnormal when you go to USC or you go to any pro day with a top first round pick, you write down every other team that were there. And you you, you just write down, if it's just a random scout, you just write down 49ers, Eagles, whatever. But you write down the name if it's an executive or a coach. Right. If the D and this is in normal times, you could send as many people as you want. So it's like, well, their DB coach was here. Their wide receiver coach was here and their offensive coordinator was here. And that's part of the information you send back this year. It's a little different, right? With the three people. But I think at this point in time and Kyle, this is what to me he was alluding to. We ain't hiding anything. Now, we're still, I think, hiding the big picture. And we'll talk about who they're taking. I, I don't feel confident in any different direction, but they're not hiding like. If they were still at 12 and they were still trying to work you know, their way up into the top five, who knows how they would have approached this. I think that's where it allowed them, would you agree, to kind of you know, let their hair down a little bit and just say, fuck it, let's do what we want to do, go to where we want to go, and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I, you could argue that there wouldn't have been a second Justin Fields pro day, there wouldn't have been a second Trey Lance pro day if it weren't for the 49ers. I think that's a fair assumption to make. Now, maybe would, would Belichick have said, I want to see Justin Fields also, and I was at the Mac Jones. But it does feel like, you know, maybe I'm crazy because we're just this, in the middle this of this. One, this one specifically feels a little like they're doing this on purpose. The yeah. Fields one, you're right. Maybe, who knows? But this one, guy, the drafts and But again, the Fields one, John, the two teams. Days. The field, we could. I'm with you. Like, who knows? But there are two teams that RSVP'd for the Fields one until the day before, basically, and that was the Niners and the oh, Patriots. You're right. Yeah, you're so right. it does feel like Kyle is driving a lot of this, and why not? I mean, if you're Justin, if you're Justin Fields or Trey Lance, he's got the third pick. You want to play for him, so you you do whatever you got to do. And other teams go, well, if we're going to do it, what well, we might as well show up again, right? Well, just put just. Put it in normal people conversation. If you were a 23-year-old trying to get a job at Google and you interviewed with middle management at Google and it like went pretty well and you're like, oh, I'm doing good. And then like a month later, you, but you've spent a lot of time on that interview. The interview went well. A decision maker at Google was like, hey, man, 
the VP of Google, he's worth about a billion dollars, wants to sit down with you. Could you do the interview again? Would you say no? Of course you'd fucking do it again. Like it is pretty because I I've thought I don't remember multiple pro days happening really ever. Now, private workouts happen, and maybe that's a way to justify it, where it's like, not that the player or agent would push back. They want their guy to go three, right? Because typically the the private workouts, now you you would turn them down. Like if you were Trey Lance, a little it, it's a little NBA style. You wouldn't do private workouts for random teams in the 20s. You'd be like, yeah, we don't think you can right. get up here. We're not going to waste our time. But or you would have want to go. For- Remember the story was the Sacramento Kings had trouble getting people to work out for them because people didn't want to play for them. You to me, you would have done it with the Niners at 12. Like they would have probably wanted to put all these guys through a private workout. But that's where I think Kyle back to what his original premise, like everyone would have been like, God, they've worked out all five quarterbacks. Right. One job I had my first year in the NFL was to work with the, the pro scouting department and our college director. And I was in charge of the team needs boards. Now it's all digital. But like what teams what are their needs going into the draft and who have they isolated during the draft that we think they're going to head toward like that? A huge part of this, if you're these other teams is putting the puzzle together. Right. I, I heard, uh, who's the guy we were talking about the other day, Mark Ross, who used to be, yeah. I think he worked for the Eagles. He was saying like, we always used to put together the team needs. You'd have like five needs and then they would draft something that wasn't any of their needs. We'd be like, what the hell do we spend all that time for? <laughs> I, I know. I'm sure you saw your hard work get wasted many times because th- this would be my pushback to Kyle. It's like, I think you think everyone's going to take it black and white and they kind of do, but I don't actually think it signals that much. Right. With with quarterbacks, it probably does more than like if I had told you the Niners just worked out every offensive lineman. Yeah. Maybe they just like doing that. Right. They just like the information in their hopper. When these guys become available trades, that's a Belichick thing. He works out a lot of people. Yeah. I think the key would be right. You either see everybody or you see none of them, but you can't pick a couple. But again, that's part of the maybe you are picking a couple. Michael Lombardi, after the first Trey Lance Pro Day, after the Niners had made the move up to three, said that he thought, and we'll get to his comments on fields later, but said that he thought the fact that Kyle wasn't at the Trey Lance Pro Day was an indication that Kyle didn't want Trey Lance. I thought it was an indication that he did want him at the time. Now, who knows, right? Yeah. But it. I think your point is like you could read it both either way. Here's what we know. Like this. They've gone out of their way now to spend time around all three guys that are in their little crew. Right. They started with Mac Jones and then they've worked their way through the other two. And and like Mac Jones, I know my buddy that does Alabama was like, I think you're reading too much into the second pro day. It was more because of the amount of draftable players they have. I'm like, well, that's true. But my pushback would be Mac worked out in both of them. Right. So it's one thing to have multiple pro days. So like first half's the defense, the second one's for the offense. But Mac had both two pro days. Yeah. If if Kyle Shanahan and Bill Belichick aren't at the second pro day, is he there doing everything? You could argue are all three pro days. Have they been driven by the Niners? I I feel like a lot of the NFL right now is centered on them because they took the big swing. They're the big. It feels like I would argue. And I've said this. If I'm them, the draft starts at two because I just. No matter what I've been told, I just until the Jets make their pick, I don't know. I think they feel pretty comfortable though with this. I, I mean, it does feel I like the league right. feels very comfortable with that selection. I think you're right. It does right now. The draft there, starts. It feels like there a was three. a little Trevor Lawrence backpedal. Did you see that over the last like 48 hours? Uh, you mean he as came, related to the quotes? He came out and said he thought his quotes were misrepresented. 
and he's all in football guy. It means everything to him. Yeah, he backpedaled. And, and in fairness to him, it wasn't totally all his quotes, but I think clearly the agent's like, we can't have people thinking you're not a football grinder. Right. right? Although you we can need, argue, you, I don't, if you don't want to go to Jacksonville. Well, he does, though. He's a Southern guy, dabbles best friends with Urban. Just bad for the brand. What if I told you Trevor Lawrence was available for the Niners? Would you think twice because of his comments? If he was available at three? Yeah. I would not think twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, great. Yeah, let's... Come Would you here. think that'd be a pretty big story if Kyle Trey take Lant, you to Cabo. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was falling and they took Mac Jones over Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> Belichick ends up with Trevor Lawrence at like seven. If I did told you the Mac Jones was their pick, but for whatever reason, Urban goes Justin Fields, they go Zach Wilson at two. Could Kyle ever live that down? Like on draft night, would people be freaking out? If three teams passed on Trevor Lawrence? No, no, no. I'm just saying that for the Niners in a vacuum, the first two do, because yeah. let's say the whole time Urban was in love with Justin Fields, gotcha, he got his gotcha, gotcha. They and were going to take Zach. They had Zach yeah. Wilson, Chris M style over Trevor Lawrence. So Zach Wilson goes there. The only way you live that down is if it turns out three teams. We thought this guy was the number one pick for three years. And then three teams passed on him. He must have the biggest behind the scenes red flags in the history of red flags. Um, yeah, but I think this is the, you know, so Trey Lance is going to work out. We'll get to see him Monday. We'll watch. You know, we'll watch the videos. We'll probably talk about it. It's a pretty unique, like Fields had been in two Big Ten title games. Had been This guy's played one football game in two years. And I don't know, John, that if you talk, were people going to his games in 2019, like watching them? Yeah, I mean, not watching him. I mean, guy, he was a redshirt freshman. You wouldn't even have thought twice. And he wasn't some, I mean, for North Dakota State, he was a big recruit. But I don't think people were like, Hey, we got our next Carson Wentz. It's, Let's go watch you don't even guy. think like that until I watched this draft special. It was cool because they the things that I didn't know that until you educated me on that he turned down Minnesota. His dreams were go to Minnesota. So they had this draft special where basically the entire draft special, you and I could have produced it. The whole thing was about the five quarterbacks. Every segment was a deep dive into the five quarterback. It might have actually been the four. They didn't spend that much time on Lawrence. And the thing with Trey Lance was wanted to go to Minnesota, wanted to go to Minnesota, wanted to go to Minnesota. And his mom was like, the night they told us that they weren't going to recruit him as a quarterback was a rough night in our house. And he stayed true. He stayed true. Goes to North Dakota State. Obviously, red shirts that freshman year. When he began starting, his dad was like, you know, at first it was like we had a good game to open up. It was like, this is cool. And then week and week and week. I'm like, are we living in a dream? Because it was like three touchdowns. And then the next game, three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. The next game, it was just like, the this is his dad talking yeah. it was like incredible experience you storybook they win the national championship but like you didn't even realize what you were living until you were like week 10 you look back you're like this is insane so the scouting community i mean guy they are not focused on trey lance so yeah i think it gets back to seeing him in person even, e- even your scout that does that area was like honestly when i was going through i, I mean he was the last guy I was focused he was 19, 18 years old Right. I would not even blame that scout. Yeah. And then this year they played the one game. I don't think you could put much stock into that. No, I, that's his only interception. Um, yeah. And here's the other part, right? Like this is the story is that this is going to be he's going to be doing some of the stuff Kyle wants to see. He that's the really other element. Is one of the cooler stories, just his story. And now that clearly he's going to get drafted relatively high in recent memory. Also, when you factor in Corona and sees again, kids, totally. right? Yep. He's so much different than all these other guys because that division didn't happen, right? It just, they're FCS football guy, Cal Poly, UC Davis. These teams are playing right now. I know. Is North Dakota state playing right now? They, I'm sure they are. Right. 
Uh, it's a great question. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you they think, but I uh, yeah. <laughs> they lost the quarterback, John. Well, yeah, they just the next guy. No, I know, I know, some pro probably. Yeah. So, I. I I'm excited to see this one just because we don't get to see this guy a lot. And obviously they're, they're taking the time to do the stuff the Niners want to see that. That doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Should we tell people about wine access right now? Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. People wineaccesscom slash ham link goes live this week. Uh, so weekday, you can go to wineaccesscom slash ham, go support new sponsor on the podcast. We spent some time talking to the company last week. Very impressive. Get you 20% off. Um, they have spent so much time grinding through the the world's best wines for great prices. You can go subscription. You can go just one time buy whatever you want to do. We're going to send several bottles to Kyle Shanahan's office next week. Satisfaction guaranteed. Um, they've got a team of sommeliers and experts. And if everybody doesn't approve the wine, it doesn't get through. So you're not going to end up with a bottle you don't love. But if you do, like I said, Satisfaction guarantee. They'll credit you a bottle you don't like. No questions asked. Wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off. Here's the thing. Like obviously, like for me, I'm not a wino, but like when you drink the right wine with the right meal, it's incredible. It's game changer. Like certain wines with fish, certain wines with steak, certain wines, whatever you're eating. You know, if you just don't want to just drink to kind of get drunk, it pairs it with foods. So it sends you all this information. So you just go to wineaccess.com. You can, you can, like you said, the clubs, the Discovery Club for 100, what is it, 120 bucks? 150 six bucks. Bottles. Oh, it's 150 bucks, yep. six bottles. 120? 120. 120, six bottles. Or you can do the uh, Connoisseurs Club, 120 for two bottles, right? A little bit of a higher end bottle. How do you beat it? Well, wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Go support our friends. Go support us. Go get your drink on. <laughs> yeah, this is the, like John said, don't be uh, uh, intimidated by your inexperience. You just dive in. They give you great information. They taste over $20,000, uh, 20,000 bottles a year. Only great. one in 18 bottles, John, gets approved by the wine access. Think team. about this guy. Presence. You, you know, something happens. Someone has a baby. Send them some wine access. If something happens to, you know, a parent. Something good. Send them some wine access. It's a great little gift. It's fantastic. Can't I've beat been, it. I've been taking bottles uh, all over town. Me too. <laughs> all right. We appreciate them on the pod. And uh, like John said, it's, a, it's just, it's an awesome product. So we'll, we, we are definitely uh, customers as well as uh, uh, spokespeople now. Yeah. Whether they wanted us to be or not. Partners. Partners. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So there's another element to this Trey Lance thing, right? Which is how does he affect either Jimmy Garoppolo's value as a trade. Well, he affects Jimmy Garoppolo's value, whether he's on the Niners or whether he's on another team. So how does what people think a Trey affect the way they or the 49ers look at, at Jimmy Garoppolo? Because we've talked about this, like you've said, and I would agree with you as people that thought, and I still think Jimmy won't be on the team. If the pick is Trey Lance, based on things that Mel Kuyper has said to us in the past about the developmental level of Lance versus some of the other guys who may be more ready to play, maybe the door is a little open on Garoppolo hanging around and being the quarterback until he's ready. Well, I, I've been adamant that I didn't believe when they said that Jimmy was... I believe when they called Jimmy after the trade, but the way they described, you're still in our plan, you're still going to be our starting quarterback. 
And then the Mac Jones hype happened. Like in, in no world can you sit Mac Jones behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he has to start. I I, I believe the same thing with Justin Fields. Five star guy, multiple year starter at Ohio State. There ain't a soul. You're your consumer. Uh, now Kyle, in a weird way, doesn't really answer to the consumer. He answers to Jed. But like, th- there's no Justin Fields has to play right away. Trey Lance, little bit different story. Uh, even though I, I'm not a believer in, in in not playing guys, I just I, I I am adamantly opposed to that philosophy. I think it's antiquated, outdated. The game's changed. I do think this guy's a unique entity. Like his like we've talked about his story. Like he's just he doesn't have much in common with these other guys. Even Mac Jones, who only really started a year and a couple games because of Tua, he was still at the highest level practicing. When he was the backup, what does that mean? He's running scout team, I don't know, against Alabama's defense every day. Uh, obviously, Justin Fields has played right away. This guy, I just, it's a, it's a, it is a huge, huge uh, transition. Now, Carson Wentz, if you remember, they drafted Carson Wentz and they were adamant. He's not going to start. He's not going to start. We have Sam Bradford. Now, granted, Teddy Bridgewater's leg fell off. Minnesota calls, so we'll offer you a first round pick. I think part of it was, though, is they realized well, this guy's actually probably a little more ready than we thought, right? Now, he had he was a senior. He had played more. But you could convince me that Jimmy Lass, at least, with, I don't know if you saw the Niners boycotted uh, OTAs. They joined the joined the group. So if OTAs aren't happening, at least see what he looks like in training camp. And then kind of go from there. So I will change my tune if Trey Lance is there. I'll change my tune in the sense that I could see them keeping Jimmy through, at least in training camp, to see, like, is this guy swimming? Is this guy, could he, is he ready? They're just, he, he's the greatest unknown. Because he's he's everything you'd want. And, like, you trade up, you take this huge swing. But, like, right now, he's not ready. Like, I'd give the Niners credit for making this pick. Like, God, this took vision. This took fucking balls. Th- this was what I everyone wanted you to do. But, like, in the short term, this guy's not ready to play week one yeah, with, no, with no offseason. Right. That that would make it even a, a bigger challenge. I mean, you think about the, the guy that I've compared him to in terms of just maybe where he is from a developmental standpoint is Josh Allen. Josh Allen didn't start every game his rookie year, right? Um, I think he did. What's that? You don't think he did? No, I'm just looking. He started 11 games his rookie year, played in 12. Nathan Peterman started a couple. Uh, who else did? Was a Barkley starting? A, did Barkley start a game for them? 2018 Bills. I felt like Josh Allen was a starter week one. Derek Anderson started two games for them. Who was a starter? Do you have the game log open uh, for they Josh played Allen? The Ravens week one and. Uh, did he get hurt? I mean, he threw five passes. He threw 18 and 15 passes. Nathan Peterman threw 18 passes. So, I don't remember. Let me go to their uh, their play-by-play, see who, who was on the field first. Flacco. So Peterman started the game. Gotcha. Um, but again, Josh, like the, Josh Allen had played way more in college. This is my point, is Josh Allen played a lot. And now I, you could go back and go, they should have started in week one. Right? I'm not saying that the way they did it was some proof that that's the way you got to do it. But I, I, I guess my point is, Josh Allen's statistically, as a guy who had played a lot more, um, well, he was 53%, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. Like, if you think you're a 
team that can go to the NFC Championship game if you think you're a Super Bowl contender, which is what they're acting like in every other aspect, right? Yeah. Playing Trent Williams, bringing all these guys back. Like Josh Allen didn't. Josh Allen had a fundamental flaw is why he was a project, his accuracy. Trey Lance is more experienced, not necessarily people are going to be viewed. I mean, he was an accurate quarterback is when you're starting. That to me, there's like there's like a that's where they don't parallel each other in terms of their story like to me josh allen's like we need to work on him getting more accurate trey lance is like we just need to work on him getting more reps the only way to rep is play like they thought josh allen i think the mindset was behind josh allen like he just needed time to get his accuracy that's where i think the kaepernick stuff the same thing with kaepernick try to get him that's not really going to be this guy's deal now i have heard people think his 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 release a little loopy so i don't know if they think they need to break down some release stuff like work on like quote unquote golf swing type deal, which could take that's some time. That's what John Beck is for, John. Wait, I think that's where, but he's only been with him for really since Three the trade. Now. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't. I'm not saying he would absolutely be 53 percent, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks like Josh Allen. He might be better than that. I just right now, to your point, until you get to see him, you don't really. You can't expect more than that. I don't think. Well, you're you're saying Josh Allen was ten and twelve his rookie season for the Bills. His rookie season for the Bills. The next year he was twenty and nine. I I just and fifty nine percent to my core. You only get better in life doing things like you called play by play games when you were a kid into a mic. Now that that or into a recorder. I mean that helps, but like you got better once you start calling games, actual games. Right. Like you get Real better pressure. playing football now. You're right. The Niners, their goal this year is to make the playoffs. Their best asset right now on their team, or at least like their most, the asset with the widest range of return where it could return nothing. Or if it, if Jimmy Garoppolo started 16 or 17 games this year and the Niners made the playoffs and Jimmy had a better season than he did two years ago, he would 100% immediately be worth a first round pick. If he gets hurt week five and then Trey Lance gets thrown in right away, he immediately becomes a, kind of irrelevant as yeah, an asset, right? right. Well, I mean, Jimmy's one injury away from having no tradable value, given his cap number, even the following year, he's still under contract. So you, you have to balance out like Trey Lance's development, Jimmy Garoppolo, the asset, what you can get now, what you can get big picture. Like part of it for the Eagles is I don't think they truly want to start Carson Wentz and someone offer him a one. Right. If someone offered you, you a one, you're like, really want to good. trade Carson Wentz, you're saying? No, I, I don't. I, sorry, Carson Wentz, Sam Bradford. Remember, Carson was, right, I'm right, saying, right. the guy, last guy from North Dakota State that started. But it's like, if someone offered the 49ers a one during training camp, you cannot turn that down. I don't give a shit about Trey Lance's value. Right. Because ultimately, you're all in on this guy. So if worst case scenario, you got to go through the struggle bus for a year. It's part of the developmental growing pains. Yeah, it might get but, you to where you want to be faster. Yeah, right. Because because you, your whole success is going to revolve around this kid. Totally. Now the other sort of uh, butterfly effect or domino effect is if they don't draft Trey Lance, who does? Because if they don't draft Trey Lance, we think then they're drafting a player that's ready to dr- to play right away. Right. It does. It does so, feel pr- pretty set in stone that four quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, four. I don't know if the Falcons are going to make that. Yeah, it might be somebody trades out. I guess my my point is, if somehow New England, who's at 15, which is not 28, like this is as close as Bill gets by and large to getting up there, 
if somehow New England ends up in a position to take a guy and they take, let's say the Niners don't take Trey Lance, they take Justin Fields. And as you've been saying from the beginning, and I 100 percent, I don't think we've been consistent with this. Your Jimmy Garoppolo is not start. J- Justin Fields is not backing up Jimmy Garoppolo. But now where does Jimmy go? Like, I think once you draft somebody who's not once once you're open to Jimmy not being your quarterback. I can't get too caught up in the value you get for him. Like I'm not hung up on I need a first because if Trey Lance is on the Patriots, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to the Patriots. It does feel like Justin Fields, if the Niners take Trey Lance and Justin Fields goes four, let's say the Patriots trade up, Denver trades up, whoever, Jimmy Garoppolo's value because of like we're talking about Trey Lance right now, he might not, even if the Denver trades up, they still might start Drew Locke this year and just work with Trey Lance this offseason, right? Or I mean right. this season, don't right. start him. Same with the Patriots. Is that Jimmy still would have value in one of these groups if they could just give a second round pick? Like to me, if Justin Fields goes four to one of the, like th- that team is 100% out of the Jimmy even short term. So who would be, you're saying you think Denver... See, I, Denver, maybe Denver would do that. It feels kind of weird, right, to have Locke around. Yeah. I think Justin Fields, whoever drafts Justin Fields, he's starting week one. Agreed. Agreed. To me, Trey Lance, like you could double, like you could convince me if you're New England, you're like, let's trade up to four. Let's say the Niners take Justin Fields at four or three. New England trades from 15 to four to get Trey Lance. Like you could still say, hey, we're still going to try to win the division this year. Get Jimmy. Are basically have three quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo's our starter. Cam Newton's our hybrid, and Trey Lance is our project for the following year when we just cut or trade Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, to your point, you're not if you're New England and you're in that position, you're not giving up anything significant for Garoppolo, given whatever you just had to give up to get from fifteen to four, right? True, but I do think you could be like, what if Jimmy looks good? Then we could flip him again next year. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. You know, I mean, that's because he's under contract for a couple of years because I, I just think Bill like it would be just they just had the worst quarterback room in the league. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, we got Jimmy. We got this big time project and we got Cam. Just Cam's cheap. Right? Yeah. Cam's your backup. If Jimmy gets hurt, Trey's your project. If he's ready early, then he plays earlier. I, I think that specific example works the most for New England just because it's all plug and play with Jimmy. It might get a little more complicated. Other teams. Yeah, I mean, like another team that it might work for is if you go, we're drafting Trey Lance at nine, Denver. We don't want Drew Locke to be the guy leading the quarterback room for Trey Lance. Like, we don't want, that's just a weird situation. So we'll move on from Locke and we'll add Jimmy for not much. The problem is, like, what would it cost New England 15 to four? 15, next year's one, and like a three? Feels good. Well, it costs the Niners three ones and a three. I mean, if you're Atlanta, are you going from four to 15 is a long way to go if you're Atlanta? Yeah, it's a lot. So it might cost them another one one and their two next year. So maybe it's not realistic to do the Jimmy thing, too. But I do think Bill probably feels like my team's pretty ready right now. I just need to get my quarterback situation right. Yeah, I mean, also, what if Trey Lance is what if Trey Lance doesn't go in the top five? Um, I just have a hard time seeing that. The way he's being talked about. This no, I high agree. End. But I'm just, I don't know how else, if you're New England, then do you get a quarterback unless you're willing to go, unless Mac Jones is there at seven and that's where you go uh, get One him. thing I read is like, could the Niners be trying to pump up Mac Jones's value to get another team to really like feel in love with them to like 
dictate, help him out with Jimmy, right? Trade Jimmy to one of those teams that doesn't get him. So the Niners pump up Mac so yeah. that somebody tr- – wait, run that one by me again? Yeah, it doesn't even make sense when I talked it out. <laughs> Just pump up Mac to try to get a team to take him. T- right. Pump up Mac to get somebody – oh, so then it's like To try to else. take him before New England or whatever and then have New England be a spot or even Denver. So that Jimmy goes somewhere else. No, that Jimmy can go still go to one of those teams because another so team. So you're takes saying him up. this is just the Jimmy Garoppolo nightmare scenarios. Jimmy gets out of San Francisco only to walk in and find himself standing next to the guy that he thought the Niners were going to take. No, 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 no. I like get other teams to try to get Mac Jones ahead of like Denver and and New England, so those teams are still desperate. Okay, for Jimmy. you know what? So that's you know you poison the water, so then then you can walk around town s- selling water. Those are the games being played right now. I, again, none of that's crazy to me. Yeah, like one I, thing I think about Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan grew up in this league, John grew up in this league. Like, I don't know if there's anybody as comfortable at his age. Just if we just said the NFL is what is the, is the quad on campus. Kyle Shanahan's the freshman whose older brother just graduated was the coolest guy on campus. And he got to hang out with all the seniors. Kyle Shanahan does not walk around campus. His freshman year, like a freshman, he's walking around like it. He just, the ins and outs of the NFL the pressures of it all. I don't don't intimidate him at all. Like he feels like he's walking around home. Like you I, know who you're talk, you know who you're talking about a little bit. It sounds like it's like Eli. They've always said like Eli was pretty calm, cool, and collected from everything he got into. Well, he had not only had his dad who was famous, he had his brother who was probably infinitely more famous than his own dad. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty pretty easy transitions just for Eli, just in terms of experience. I, right? I, I don't. This goes back to the whole thing about getting all these pro days. I don't think he is uncomfortable at all with doing things that in the past, you know, just like the whole John Beck thing. Just, I think he is, he'll just does whatever. He does not care. And I don't think he, I'm not saying he's, you know, doing anything subversive, but, and again, I think Mike, like you've talked about it. We've talked about it. The Mike getting practice tape Shanahan. One thing Lombardi, he consistently says, I don't know if you've noticed this. Lombardi always talks about the Shanahan's. Yeah. Like Lombardi is talking about the Shanahan's. Well, he he believes that Mike Shanahan, you could probably consider him as much as the GM as John Lynch. That his In terms of Kyle, Kyle relies on him to do scouting. Which, if, if Mike if Shanahan... I told, if I told you, Guy, that... Every game they play, Mike has studied the opponent the previous week and give Kyle like a basic breakdown of some things he sees offensively to exploit offensively. Would you believe it? I would believe it. And part of that goes back to the conversation we had with Adam Schefter that when the Niners hired Chip Kelly, it was, you know, at the time Schefter reported it was between Chip and Mike Shanahan. Yeah. So uh, Mike did not go into retirement and then become just like a gardener. Yeah. People like Mike Shanahan don't like retirement. And just because you're retired doesn't mean you're too old to be able to contribute anything, right? And if you had access to Mike Shanahan, wouldn't you ask him what he thinks? Yes. So, all right. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of Fields and uh, Michael Lombardi, the YouTube comments are already uh, st- started the day by talking about uh, Lombardi's takes. Uh, Michael Lombardi, who has been through this process like pro Mac Jones is going to be the pick 
has backed off that a little bit, but this is what he said about Justin Fields. He's not going number three. If it's not Mac Jones, it's Trey Lance. So that's Michael Lombardi's take. Um, like going back and I went back and just looked at some of Lombardi's older takes on this subject. Middlecoff, he said initially he thought it was going to be Mac Jones. Several weeks ago, we said, I talked to two head coaches. They say it's going to be Mac Jones. Um, part of that was that his logic partly was that Kyle was not at Trey Lance's first pro day. So I think maybe that's kind of changed. Perhaps that's one of the things that has changed this. But Justin Fields is not the pick at three, says Michael Lombardi. Well, hey, we're Middlecoff. We were, at least I believed, or was convinced within probably two weeks ago, Trey Lance was going to be the pick at three. Yeah. And then we just talked it out more. The the pro day happens. Joel Klatt comes on our podcast. I'm like, I actually think it's going to be Justin Fields. But this is where scouting, like once you have the feel in your gut, you got to write it down. You got to stick with it. A lot of teams in the fall, they lock your grade. So when you say a guy's a second round pick or when you say the guy's a high end starter, you can't change that around pro days. You can add another report, but your original report's in there. And I think it's hard. You get influenced. You know why? Because we're humans and we all get influenced by shit. You can't say insulated to like, I didn't hear the talk. Well, unless you like, it's hard not to hear the talk. So I kind of got influenced by thinking it. But now maybe it hasn't been Justin Fields the whole time. If they take Trey Lance at three, I will believe to my core, and maybe they'll admit this after, when they made the pick, they had done the research on the guys. Mike Shanahan had also probably done the research. And they had come to consensus. They loved Trey Lance at three, and they knew he wouldn't sniff getting there at 12. And they didn't want to risk being able to get up to six, seven, and he was going to be there. But that would show, like, that would be pretty nuts, right? If it's not Mac Jones and it's Trey Lance and they pass on Justin Fields, that their evaluation back in February when they did their projects, right, when they got everyone together, everyone independently went, and Kyle ultimately felt comfortable telling John and Parag to go make a powerful trade to get up so we can go get Trey Lance. That'd be a crazy story. Like I, I think that would be one of the craziest lead up to all their acquisitions in the history of the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch tenure. That that would be the the biggest moment. That, that, that would just be that would be insane. In well, a, I'm not saying in a bad or good way. That would just be crazy, wouldn't it? It would not be viewed as crazy as if they draft Mac, but it actually is, right? Because Mac is like this. We don't. It's about what we think Mac is going to be versus what we think Trey is going to be. But in terms of what we know they are and what they have done right now, it's. Uh, you could argue it takes more foresight. Now, maybe you. The counter would be no, it doesn't. Look at just look at the guy. Like forget about college well, that, production. I mean, Who cares guys, about Heisman work, voting? Like just I'm, watch this yeah. guy. He didn't throw an interception. He played at North Dakota State. They produce pros. Look at his body. Look how much football he's really played. Look how much they ask him to do in the offense. Look how much Niner stuff he runs. Like it's not that crazy of a projection. No. This is how you talk yourself into Trey Lance. We've had these conversations. There's no talking yourself into. Guy, Lewis Riddick and DJ have – they've both gone on record saying they would take Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Those guys worked in but the league. Like, what my point is, there is so much here that is, makes it easy to connect Trey Lance as the pick for the 49ers. Here's here's one question. One – we go back and forth on this. Not, the, the reality doesn't necessarily – like the media hype tells you Justin Fields, and I'm part of it. You're part of it. Like tells you he's, but like that doesn't mean the teams feel that. But I think there are people that have been on the Trey Lance prediction. Like I, Chris Biederman, who covers the Niners, predicted Trey Lance. We we no went, no no. We no. To- well, my my point is the reason that I'd say it's universal if you just ask a random fan, like I want Justin Fields, 
it's because of the hype machine that is the draft lead up to the hype machine and the program he plays at. He, How much you've seen legit, him? He's a high-end prospect. Yes. Yeah. It's the, uh, I was talking to Gottlieb last week. It's the NCAA tournament impact on it's much easier to tell your owner at pick four to the dude that just took his team to the final four than it is the euro guy right yeah, yeah. also he is you look at his number like, i just think if you didn't hear anything from anybody and i just told i just said watch him justin fields look at his numbers you'd go oh my god like this is pretty impressive well if i just put two elite prospects let's just say they're equals as elite prospects who are the ones the fans gonna know the dude at ohio state or the guy that plays d1 double Right. I mean, it's just it's just a br- no brainer. If they had saw tra- if I told you Trey Lance had played at Oklahoma and Justin Fields was just Justin Fields, maybe it was like it, it could be completely flipped. Be like, I fucking love Trey Lance. I watched him against take down Oklahoma State. I remember watching the Red River and he was kicked. He put Tom Herman on the streets like we would have so much more information. Not a soul, including me and you, who consume more football than probably 99 percent of people, even co- definitely college football. Never saw him play a live snap. And we're in the 1%. Imagine just the casual guy who has who can just say, well, at least I saw Justin Fields play those two playoff games. Yeah. Right? That's powerful. Yeah, and I've been fan. hearing about him for two years. It's irrelevant to the teams. So here's the other thing about whether or not they knew it was Lance. You could argue, well, they didn't know. Once they knew it was real, that's when John Beck started working with them. Or you could argue, yes, they did know this is the guy they wanted, and that's why they sent John Beck to go work with them because they need they knew OTA they needed John Beck to be on this guy, getting him Niners level instruction long before they drafted him because they need him to have a little bit of a runway because they know his preparation this year is going to be just awkward, weird. It's going to be slow, no OTAs, all this stuff, right? So is John Beck preparing him for the Niners or is John Beck getting recon for the Niners? Yeah, that's if Trey Lance is the pick for the 49ers, I pick number three. His betting on himself to pass up going to Minnesota, who, listen, it's not like some powerhouse, but they've actually been pretty good, right? They have P.J. Fleck. They've been a top 25 program. His belief, and they play in the Big Ten. I mean, they're playing Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Like, their schedule's unreal. No one, not a soul, would have been like, God, Trey Lance, all of his friends growing up, like, I, I get it, bro. You just went there, played a different position. You went to power, you know, power five, Big Ten, your team's competing to play in like a BCS bowl, right? They've been like that competitive the last couple of years. No, but he bet on himself and he went to D1AA. If he gets picked at three, ultimately it led to Kyle Shanahan trading three first round picks to get him. That's that's one of the greatest I bet on myself stories I can ever remember. It's, it's why I, and I said that's, that's, Clatt, that's, a, that's like, an extreme bet on yourself, right? Power five. Absolutely. There. And it's why I said to Clat, like, I, it's, I don't, talking about Fields wanting to, get the Big Ten to play football, that's – like, he gets the credit for that, and that's legit. But he's not the only one who we should view as, like, this guy clearly wants it based on what we've seen him do because of everything you just said. Well, that, that was a the thing they really hammered home in the draft ESPN special I watched was, like, how much it meant to him to play quarterback. That, and that's why just, I go and back they to show one. some of these high school highlights, and they're like, it was weird. Just none of the big programs were, thought he could play quarterback. And yeah. Trey Lance is like, yeah, I mean, just – and then clearly they go to the North Dakota State head coach like, yeah, we believed. <laughs> Hell yeah. They'd seen it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was saying about Tebow. But, and, and that happens sometimes. Like for every Trey Lance, there are other guys that end up at a Cal Poly, a UC Davis, a McNeese State, or whoever, these D1AA programs that go there to play quarterback because they're like, listen, 
I would have loved to play at, you know, UCF or North Carolina. But I believed I was a quarterback. They thought I would have I would have had to play linebacker, and I didn't want to do it. it, ha- it right. He's not alone, right? Right. Just most guys don't turn into third overall picks. Is your point? Or fourth 100%. or fifth or whatever. Whatever he's wherever it is that he goes, that's not the norm. I think they all. You're right. Justin Fields has it. Mac Jones has it. Like in a day and age when everyone taps out and leaves programs, he, when he showed up, Jalen Hurts and two were there. Point. He stuck it out. This guy stuck it out. That's where I think Trevor Lawrence's comments, why he had to walk it back. Like someone DM'd me the other day. I'm like, I think this quarterback class, like I think you these guys, the, the teams feel pretty good about all these guys intangibles. Like you're going to start play me? Like I'll go to Ohio State and be a starting quarterback. Like I'll, I'm not transferring because if I'm at Alabama – Easily, I could transfer to like minimums, the Fresno States, the UCFs to be their quarterback, right? Then Trey Lance, I have to go here. I, I think you go in this and all the all the boxes that Trent Baalke used to talk about getting checked. You're like, wait, Trevor Lawrence, the best one? is isn't all in. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You better walk that back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Lombardi for a second on um, his, his how adamant he is on the Niners aren't taking fields? Here's if If he's saying that, who does he talk to? A lot of people in the league coaches and right like exactly. I mean, like we can pull up times that he's been wrong people are doing it. Oh, he was wrong about this he said they were backing off of kyler murray in arizona so i like i think you and i it, there are enough credible people who have said mac jones to the niners have said that that we might look back and go they take mac jones and we go god i mean daniel jeremiah and adam schefter and right on and on and on and on and on like yeah, he worked with Belichick for like the last three years. Like he's, this is, you know, if he's, if he's saying that there are people, I believe based on this, there are people in other draft rooms that think the Niners are taking Mac Jones. There are people in other draft rooms that think the Niners are absolutely not taking Justin Fields, right? There are people in draft rooms that think the Niners are taking Trey Lance. I don't know which ones of them are right, but well, like, it's not out of the realm possibility that either Bill or Josh told Mike Lombardi this, that I don't believe that, that we feel adamant they're not taking Justin Fields. Right, it easily could have came from New England, a place where he won two Super Bowl rings this decade, and a place that decade. I do think probably exchanges information with the Niners when it's beneficial to both of them with a trust level that you know it won't be shared with other teams. I think that Kyle and Bill are probably in in a weird way like their friendship might be like an underrated NFL connection that people don't quite talk about because they would never tell you about. Because remember Sean McVay during the Super Bowl, had said, like, me and Bill became really good friends. It became a big deal. And I saw him on something, like, kind of had to apologize. Like, I kind of made it seem different. I just reached out to him once. Kyle's not, like, because Sean just became this public persona and everyone was talking and writing about it. Kyle's not into that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there weren't many, like, deep dives on Kyle when they were going to the Super Bowl. Like, he doesn't really let many people in. Well, I remember talking to a, a college that's basketball why Bill coach. Probably loved, I bet that's why Bill likes him a lot. Bill, They're probably, in a weird way, very similar. I think there is a lot of similarity. Bill's a son of a coach, right? Bill's dad was a coach? Yeah, at, uh, at Army or Navy. Um, then he became coach slash scout. His dad? Yeah. I remember I talked to a college basketball coach a couple years ago. He had gotten a big job. What one of his former assistants had taken over another job, and they did some. They had they made they did something that was newsworthy from a scouting standpoint. It was like a big story, and the coach who had left, who was the bigger coach, I was like, "Hey, did you see? Let's just say I was talking to you. You're the big coach, John." And I said, "Hey, did you see what your former assistant did? Like he's getting a lot of attention for it." And his response was like, "Yeah." He kind of laughed. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, I." 
I don't know why you would tell anybody about it because they had like they had like sneakily done something. They had, from a scouting perspective, had cracked kind of a code, and a big story got written. And his thing was like, why would you? Congrats on cracking the code, but why would you tell somebody? Why would you tell everybody the code you figured out? Um, and I I think Kyle is kind of in that same vein. Like the beauty with him is from his standpoint, and this is where it helps him. Other coaches who you know other coaches who aren't Shanahan might need some help from the media getting their name out there. Kyle never had to. Kyle never needed anybody's help to get his name out there. He never had to call up the beat writer and say, hey, man, let's talk about some of the stuff I did. I'll give you some quotes off the record. You can make me look good. Like, he never had to do any of that stuff. He's never... And and Bill doesn't like playing the game. And this goes back to what I was saying about Kyle and just being around Mike and being around the whole machine. Kyle's never had to play that game. He's never had to. No. And I'm sure coaches... He does not not need the media. And coaches who've been grinding for 30 years and think that should have been their shot are probably pissed about it. But he hasn't had to. That's just... It's been one... Ultimately, it all works because he's a good football coach, but he hasn't had to play that game. Yeah. I mean, do you think Hugh Jackson uh, is the same? Has Hugh signed on with uh, Eddie George yet? No? No. By the way... Okay, let's just establish this one, this conversation, this part of this conversation. This, uh, I, I can say pretty comfortably right now. Uh, maybe it w- I think whatever they do on draft night will feel big. None of these three things at this point. I can't be shocked by anything they do at this point. As of April eighteenth, recording this, who who are you leaning toward? So I was Trey Lance, and then we talked to Clat. It was Fields. Lance feels kind of crazy, but. I'm leaning Lance on April 18th. How about you? Yeah, I, I would lean with my my original prediction, Lance. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We're, we're leaning Lance. That's what Lombardi said. Okay. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. Because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats. And then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 
for a first deposit match of up to $100. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, A few other things. Let's get to some uh, YouTube comments since we're streaming live uh, right now. And we appreciate all you guys and gals and uh, whoever you are. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, So I've been just... What did I just do? Hold on a second. I got to say this. Yeah. I watched a decent amount of both the Dodger Padre games this weekend. I would say in the UCLA Gonzaga final four game, obviously all the NFL playoff games and the Super Bowl. I don't think there's any NBA game that like the, the level of urgency and vibe in the game. It felt like I was watching the world series. It was elite. You texted me that consumer. It was elite. You texted me that on Friday. I was not watching the game. I got home late. I flip. I just, I'm like, I wonder what happened in the game. I flip on the app. If they're still playing, I'm like, you know, it's like 1130. They're in the 11th. And I'm like, I'll watch this. And of course, uh, you know, I watched a couple innings and then Seager hits a home run. And uh, the Dodgers end up winning. And then they win, was it Saturday night or Mookie on Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night, yeah. No, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's really, it's great because it's stars. It's I love it for the West Coast. It's great just for us on this side of the country. Like, we got a little something here. Um, Uh, Well, I'm an NL West. That game just, it just resonates with me. It it has this, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's a great football analogy, but obviously the Dodgers are the big bad wolf and the Padres view themselves kind of in a weird way. The underdog, even though their payroll and their talent would say they're not, but they haven't accomplished anything and they are approaching it like every at bat is like the Super Bowl. But the Dodgers are so fucking good that even when they would be down, like Tatis hits his home run on Friday, they're just unfazed. Like they've they've been the core has been at it for years now. It's just like they are just a machine, but the Padres have the talent to hang with them. It the, the crowd. I, I swear to God, they had twenty thousand people there. Uh, they clearly were not following Giants protocols of the three thousand. I mean, no one's wearing masks. Plucking places, rocking. It was sweet. It was. It felt normal. It's like okay, we're, we're getting back. I mean, the Dodgers the are thirteen Coast. and two. 
Like yeah, the Dodgers beat. The, they're the significantly Dodgers, better than everybody they beat else. Them, they beat them twice. <laughs> they, they've won both the games. But if you watch, you're like, God, I think the Padres are pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, they're not like that far. Like the games, one game went to 11 innings, and the other one they lost yesterday. What two one nothing? I think. <laughs> yeah, it was two nothing. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was sweet. It was that between that and watching Saban running around in a pink blazer and a tie in the spring game, and it's like you watch. I watched some of the Alabama spring game Saturday, and I thought, oh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be really good again. <laughs> Who's the guy? Aji Aji Hall, yeah, the receiver, wide receiver. The Bryce Young looks sweet. How would you not pick them to win the national championship again? Jaquincy McKinstry is like their freshman corner supposed to be really. They've got. I think 14 freshmen that enrolled early in what you said you told me was the greatest. They had 27 guys in the recruiting class. 14 of them are early enrollees. So they got like three or four five stars already showed up. They got another three or four five stars coming later. Well, I, I think the majority of the guys getting drafted are viewed as starters. So that's part of it, right? So you go, wait, our guys aren't just leaving to the NFL. Like we are replacing, obviously, impact starters. It's wide open. thing I saw with the wide receivers – Saban was like, uh, what was a guy named Mechie? Mechie? John Mechie the third. He's, he's like beside. Yeah, he was like beside Mechie. No one's played, so it's wide open. These these spots are up for grabs. The Alabama program guy is just, it's so badass. Well, it used to be just tough guys, and now it's just the sweetest, all the sweetest receivers. Yeah, it's just like now they get like this mix of Odell Beckham's. You know, they want to go there. And and running back, I, mean, I guess they've always got running backs, but well, that, that was the other thing the, the, on the broadcast. They're like, well, Najee Harris, they lose him, but apparently they have like five or four legit. It's going to be like running back by committee and they're all stars. I mean, not <laughs> shocking to anybody, but I saw Saban say I feel pretty good about a running back room. Did USC? Obviously, they were not allowed to have people because they, no, they have people. They had like six thousand, I think. Oh, they did. Yeah, I've got it. on. They the had a DVR. couple guys named Duke. One guy with a first name, one guy with a last name. I saw Feldman have a tweet. Do they? They've got this running back from Texas who's supposed to be like a football. Sorry, Longhorns transfer. Supposed to be legit. I don't know what the Duke situation is, though. Well, like their their names are Duke. No, no, I know. I'm not. Yeah, it's a good question. Feldman's usually uh, all over that. But, I mean, they lost a couple wide receivers. Again, I'm not trying to live in the little bubble. But it it, it, it seems like receiver group. Supposed to be pretty loaded, like their team's supposed to be talented. Yeah. A question, I mean, you know, offensive line, I think it's a question. Receivers, well, they've got a few guys back at receiver that's pretty good. Um, okay, a few, few YouTube comments, John. This is from, I'll throw these up as we go. Storm, De La Rosa, I'm hungover as hell, still supporting the content. Thank you, Storm. Appreciate it. Uh, Ernesto being turned down by the Jets for a first for Darnold. Deshaun Watson going down the toilet was the best thing that's happened to the Niners. It forced Shanahan to get serious about a franchise quarterback. I don't know if I believe that. Which uh, part? Because if, if they offered their 2022 first for Darnold and he didn't take it, that's pretty crazy. Because uh, the one thing that pretty, I read yes, is that, that would be the crazy. Jets told everyone they needed to meet all the quarterbacks in person before they pulled the trigger on Darnold, which is understandable. But but you're saying the, the Jets should have just, if they got offered a one, should have just taken it, moved on. Yeah. yeah. Unless there were people in the building, which I think was the case, they were pretty adamant they could keep winning with Sam. So maybe what was his rush? But he did lose. The difference between a first and second round pick is pretty big, right? Yeah. I mean, potentially it's small, but. You know, depending on how even, good the Panthers but even and the if Niners it's, are. If it's but, 23 versus 48, I mean, that's a pretty big value. swing. 
Roy Boy says, everyone in this chat hit the thumbs up now. Thanks, Roy Boy. Uh, Tom Jams, does Ruggs have the most pressure on his second year than anyone else drafted in the 2020 draft along with Tua? I put Tua at at number one. I put Tua at one and there is no close second. I I mean, I think the gap, like Ruggs just has to be good, but Tua is a lead NFL conversation like the first in September. Like, what's this guy look like? Right? Especially if Fields, or I mean, if Herbert just keeps playing well. And I think Tua is one of the bigger conversations. Just the SEC, his name, his fame. I don't think anyone's in his stratosphere. Also, it doesn't. If he's if he's great, then nothing else matters. If he's really really good and a franchise quarterback, nothing else matters. But if it's after the year, he was good sometimes. He wasn't good sometimes. We're still figuring it out. And the guy the Niners drafted looks great. Right, and you had the chance to do the Kyler Murray, oh, yeah. Josh Rosen thing that can go on forever. True. Uh, um, fantasy fan panel. This guy says, uh, "Pete, I don't see a second Davis Mills pro day. The guy looks like Chad Pennington with a stronger arm. Yeah, I don't think there's a second pro day on D Mills. Yeah. But, Someone's got to ask you to do it again. <laughs> but here's what I would say: uh, Chad Pennington with a stronger arm is just we got to find another comp. Like the thing with Chad Pennington was his arm wasn't very strong. <laughs> you know." It'd be like, yeah, he's like Greg Maddox, but he throws 100. Well, then you just got to find a guy that throws He's like 100. Shaq, but he's 6'3". <laughs> Anthony, uh, Remi- Lance, Anthony in the comments, Lance reminds me of Kaepernick. Cap was not very good. I, you know, I think, Anthony, you're not alone. I don't like that comp. I think Lance is more touch as a thrower, but I know you, you said m- there are people that do think that. Do you remember, I think it was like a Thursday night game back in the day when only one Thursday night college game was on TV and it felt like they were way bigger. You're talking two guys at Fresno State had the Friday night game and it was, felt like a really big deal and the entire country was watching. We might have been wrong. But when Byron Leftwich like breaks his ankle and they carry him down the field, remember that one? Yeah. And the two yeah. offensive linemen. To every huddle. Oh my God, what that, a moment. That's got to be one of the greatest mid-major visuals in the history of television, right? Byron and Leftwich one of the greatest carried. just drat, like – Put it like what whatever the GM said, whatever the scout, whatever they wrote when they all watched that tape. Put it on, show the clip. Right. <laughs> you think you know? Remember who drafted him? Del Rio. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Q Crew says, "Would it be re- weird if you found out? Would it be weird if you found out guy was six five? Yeah, it'd be. God, I wish. Would six five be that cool? You think? No, I think I I think like Steph's height is the ideal height." What what Steph like six three? Yeah, man, six five, six five. It's not so, many tall, skinny guys. You know, they they do pretty well. You no know? doubt. I I just think about you know even the exit rows. Like to me, if the exit row is not big enough for you, who wrote the joke that like uh, the six five guy walks into a bar and just says, "I'm here for the sex." Yeah. That was that was the joke. Was that? Uh, that was a great joke. I don't remember who wrote that joke, but it's a fantastic joke. Um, the skills. Uh, that skills. The, oh, the skills that kills sixty nine. I had Taco Bell last night. Boys destroyed my toilet. <laughs> Thank you. I did not need to know that. What was your last TB experience? Uh, probably like some once this year, and it was terrible. Did you see they asked Gronk what percentage chance Edelman comes back? Yeah, I think he was joking around. Well, yeah. Did you see what he said? He said sixty nine percent. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch the Edelman video of him sitting there at Foxborough? I, I watched some of it. It was very long, but I'm very pro Edelman. Yeah. 
Uh, Alex said, let's grow Croatians, 22nd most popular sports well, podcast. Well, it's hard, it's hard, you know, for the Jewish community when you lose just a, a just staple champion. Like he was a big deal. He took a lot of pride in for it. Sure. He was always outspoken when people, anytime uh, any sort of athlete tried to go a little anti-Semitic, yeah, what, he was the name? guy leading the chart. Remember Deshaun? He told him he'd take him over to Israel Deshaun, or whatever. No, what's the, la- <laughs> uh, uh, what's the guy from the Heat? Uh, Myers Lauder. Uh, didn't he reach out immediately to him? He like did. he just maybe. Maybe that would be his role, you know, for people that aren't quite versed in Edelman's like, hey, we'll take we'll go over there with you. Uh, do you think Deshaun ever did anything? Probably not. But I don't know. I don't I didn't see a follow up on that trip. How about the fact that we found out we were 22nd on the uh, Apple podcast list for sports podcast in Croatia? How'd you find that out? I got an email from somebody trying to sell us like um, tracking software for our listenership. Gotcha. In Croatia. Said, and it was, it was just like, congratulations. Our record show. You're 22nd in Croatia. What are the other 21 podcasts in Croatia? I got a great DM from somebody that said it was uh, it was like, stay at it. Hungary is next. <laughs> in Hungry retrospect. Turkey. Yeah. It, They'd be yeah, very on brand. Bosnia, Her- Herzegovina, all of yep. them. Uh, so thank you. Uh, James asked, do you think not going three? So this is to the Michael Lombardi report. Do you think not going three was more about the third spot or to the Niners? I, I mean, I think that's that's the Niners, right? Those are one and the same right now. Could you repeat that? He's just asking, like, is there a reason that he said not going three and used the number and not? Oh, yeah. Is there like some secret reason he didn't say 49ers? Like, is he going to allude to something I else? I say you can, I think you can never rule anything out with the way they wheel and deal. And that's where it would, it would be in their best interest to keep everything hush, hush, mum, right? Because they've traded back one spot before. What if Atlanta was absolutely in love with Justin Fields and you could trade from three to four and get an extra third round pick? Yeah. I'd have to yeah, think that's, deeper yeah. on this, how it would work, but right. it's, it's happened before. Um, said someone's uh, Gustavo Coward is 23 in Croatia, so we got him beat. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he said the thing about if you wear the Croatian flag hat backwards and that I think that's he was at 10 and fell a little bit locally. Oh, there's there's oh, some. <laughs> I, I've always a been guy. a believer because my dad was adamant where you're half forwards. I do think bald people get different rules. Like if I want to wear my hat backwards, it's just I'm allowed to. In, in no judgment zone. Why would you get a different rule on that subject? On just have backwards because yeah. maybe I haven't shaved my head and like I, you can't have a cul-de-sac. It's a terrible. But why look. couldn't like, you go forward then? Oh, because I'm just in saying the back like, it would look funky. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like it doesn't. Sometimes I just wear it to just cover my my scalp. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, there's something to that. I, I will. I like, think. Did they, you wake up with that hair, or do you put a little product in there? No, no, I put some products in here today. I again, paint for the last year. I've tried to shave every day and tried to just comb my do my hair every day just to try and you know yeah um i do believe this i think hat can i pull one of these out yeah so i think that so this hat backwards fine whatever i think hat too low i think this guy i think that's worse than hat backwards like i think this i think you're hiding from the world i think it's a maybe it's a confidence issue i don't know maybe there's a style choice but I do judge hat too low over hat backwards guy. Adam Gase. Adam Gase, 1,000%. I think and what do I think he for, would be known? He would be known as pretty socially awkward. 
Just, you know, same as like, uh, take your sunglasses off inside. Like, just let's, you know, there's some respect. Love. You walk up, you start talking, just have some respect. Well, my thing was the sunglasses inside is I just want to be like, how the fuck do you I see? see. I, I couldn't be that cool. I don't But just, are they really that? Yeah, I don't know. YouTube commenter says, uh, once you shave your head, you no longer give a fuck. It's freedom. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Time for lunch. Uh, Joseph, just put on a yarmulke, Middlecoff. You are you are half honorary. honorary. I agree. So. All right, everybody. Uh, big stuff coming. Yeah, just YouTube page. We appreciate it. Subscribe, all that. We'll keep you all in the loop. Thanks for hanging on the pod today, everybody. Later. Have a great week. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.